2: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land from this day forward forward, it's going to be only America first, America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never ever let you down I am your voice so to every parent who dreams for their child and every child who dreams for their future I say these words to you tonight I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise we will make america strong again we will make america proud again we will make america safe again and we will make america great again god bless you and good night i love you
2: Tuning in to the Rory Sauter Show. Happy Wednesday, Happy Hump Day. Hope you are having an amazing day wherever you are. I hope it's going great, fun accordingly. All of the above. We have a huge day uh, in the news. Huge show tonight. Um, I want to thank every all our guests from last night, um, our audience, our co-hosts, everybody. I want to thank our advertisers. I want to thank everyone. Um, the show yesterday was fantastic. And uh, today we have a huge show as well. We'll have national security expert, medical science expert, political strategist, best-selling author, and entrepreneur, Michael Doherty, we'll be calling in. Uh, We'll we'll be having oil and natural gas investor, radical Islam expert, foreign policy analyst, best-selling author, entrepreneur, and contributor to uh, Daily Caller, Clash Daily, Live Zet, Daily Surge, and the Hail, Dan Perkins will be calling in and joining us, one of our favorites, uh, as well as Doherty is one of our favorites. We also have Legislative Affairs for President Ronald Reagan, international security expert, Islamic historian, political activist, and best-selling author Valerie Greenfeld, my host on the line. How are you?
5: Good. Thank you.
2: And uh, we also have Josh, my other host, Halavadi. How's going going? How's it going? Halavadi, my man. Yeah, how's it going, my man? It's going well, it's going well. Good to have you, good to have you. Um, Obviously, I want to, you know, get to some clip uh, that I did, you know, did not play yesterday that I meant to, uh, you know, that was obviously causing, uh, you know, some stir. I want to get to um, the clip where President Trump and Putin were talking, basically, when the reporter asked if uh, Putin had any, uh, compromising information on President Trump, and you know they they laughed it off, and because it's the biggest joke. If there was information, it would have been out a long time ago. Or if there's any dirt on Trump, we all know that. But getting 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 to it one second, I want to play you know what Trump said yet yesterday. Um, give me one second. Pulling it up. Here it is. Um, I want, to, I want. you know, John Brennan has really been doing, you know, things lately that uh, have been very, I mean, the guy is as guilty as can be. And the guy, you know, keeps coming out in the public eye, basically trying to defend himself, basically trying to, you know, point the finger at everybody else. And here's what President Trump had to say about John Brennan. And John Brennan is tied into the, all of this mess, Um With the with the investigation and with blaming Russia and you know all I mean all there's so there's so much ah it's so dirty Uh, but one two well
6: during an interview with the president he blasted FBI agent Struck and Page as well as former CIA director John Brennan accused them of acting out of malice here's part of that
3: I think Brennan's a very bad guy and if you look at it a lot of things happened under his watch I think he's a very bad person. Uh, I also think that when you watch Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, when you watch all of the things that have happened, and Come, happen Comey, take a look at that, and McCabe, who's got some pretty big problems, I assume, uh, you look at the deception, the lies. These are people that, in my opinion, are truly, they're bad people, and they're being exposed for what they are. That's
6: part of a much longer interview. The entire extended version airs tomorrow night.
3: 90% of the nuclear power in the world between these two nations. And we've had a phony witch hunt deal drive us apart. This is the biggest wedge. This was the think, biggest well, it's, wedge. It's the thing that he told me when he went in. He said, what a shame. He felt it was very hard for me to make a deal because of, you know, all of this nonsense. Jeez. I
2: mean, there there's a... Uh you know a lot going on obviously with the investigation and the witch hunt you know and, and i wanted to play those clips because i did not play them yesterday um i do want to play though or i might I'll, actually i'll wait i'll wait for our special guests to play the clip of uh trump and putin you know answering the question the ridiculous question the reporter asked uh if putin had any compromising information or any dirt on trump and I mean, come on. I mean, if if anything, Putin would have released it way long ago because Putin, like we said yesterday on the show, and everybody agrees, Putin wanted Hillary Clinton. He wanted more Uranium One deals. He wanted more special privileges. He wanted more leeway. He didn't want the America First agenda. He didn't want a, a president with a backbone and with so much toughness and strength and uh just you know all of all of this power uh you know he he wanted somebody that he could push over and uh you know bribe like Hillary Clinton um but uh you know there's you know there's just a lot of the liberal media saying that president trump hasn't been holding putin accountable yes he absolutely has holden- held him accountable and i mean president trump has has you know Uh, recognized and and um, is aware of uh, you know what's going on and and any trump never backs down and you know it's one of those things where the liberal media narrative is you know they're gonna they're gonna make up anything no matter what um yeah
6: i mean boy it's it's
2: it's the same same, hey by the way By the way, Russia is losing big time. For anybody listening, Russia is losing big time because they are not. They are. They're gonna have a hard time. uh, You know, if they want anything, you know, they're gonna have to. You know, go by Trump's uh, agenda and way. But go ahead, Josh. Sorry.
6: Yeah, well, I mean, well here's the deal. I I as, as I said yesterday, you know, I I didn't like a couple of things that Trump did during this, but I, for the most part, it was it, you know, there was nothing unacceptable. I didn't think he handled it terribly or anything like that. But the thing that you know, the outlying um surrounding film around this this deal is nothing nothing's changing with policy-wise. Like Russia didn't get anywhere because of this meeting. Like Russia right. doesn't now go invade, um, I don't know, Poland uh, because they feel like they it can It was just it's a form sit down. Absolutely. You know, nothing, no policy was created because of this. So I'm not we're I'm not worried about it at all. And I, you know, I don't know. I think when it comes to due time, I think we'll be fine, even though there's a couple things I didn't like. I'm not afraid that just because I thought, you know, maybe Putin got a little bit of the upper hand for once in his life over Trump that this is going to happen again. I don't think it will. I think Trump will learn from any mistakes he feels like he had, and we'll move on. And, you know, America is going to end up coming out on top like they always do over Russia.
7: One hundred
2: percent. You're absolutely right. There's no doubt about it. I mean, we're you know, we we always prevail and we're, we're always the country that everybody depends on and needs and, you know, wants as a piggy bank. But go ahead, Valerie.
5: I just wanted to say that, you know, I think that Trump made a mistake in the uh, you know, with his words, but he should really be judged by his actions. I mean, he is the one president in recent memory that does what he says he's going to do. And I think, I do, you know, because he stumbled on some words, you know, it doesn't yeah. have to be a federal case. You just move right. on. and here's the thing. And here's the thing.
2: I want to play the clip real quick of Trump admitting he misspoke and he and basically apologizing.
3: One, four. I've said this many times. I accept our intelligence community's conclusion that Russia is meddling in the 2016 election took place. could be other people also. I said, what is going on? What's the big deal? So I got a transcript. I reviewed it. I actually went out and uh, reviewed a clip of uh, an answer that I gave, and I realized that there is a need for some clarification. It should have been obvious. I thought it would be obvious, but I would like to clarify just in case it wasn't. In a key sentence in my remarks, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't or why it wouldn't be Russia." So just to repeat it, I said the word would instead of wouldn't and the sentence should have been, and I thought it would be maybe a little bit unclear on the transcript or unclear on the actual video, The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia. Sort of a double negative. So you can put that in, and I think that probably clarifies things pretty good by itself. All I can do is ask the question. My people came to me, Dan Coates came to me, and some others, they said they... So there
2: you have it. Uh, Valerie continued, and I wanted to play that clip.
5: Thank you. That's exactly what I was talking about. Go, go ahead, though. You are speaking on it. I just think that, um, you know, the media is looking to bring him down no matter what, and they're looking for little slips here and there. And instead of looking at the big picture and realizing that, that he's a doer, he's an action guy, sometimes human beings make mistakes with a couple words here and there, but his intention was pure. And, you know, but they're not going to give him a break no matter what, because their job is to, you know, criticize and find fault. And, you know, this has been blown way out way out of proportion. And, you know, it's time to move on. Yeah, so true.
2: Yeah, it, you're 100% right. Um, Josh, you want to speak on that? Go ahead.
6: Yeah, I mean, boy, real short, I'm just really getting tired of us beating this dead horse that is the Russian collusion <laughs> and anything involving – I'm almost to the point of where I want us to just stop talking about it because it's so gosh darn ridiculous. It's almost like we're, you know, the media is buzzwording us almost a little bit. Obviously, I understand we're kind of, you know, we're we're fleshing it out and basically showing their hypocrisy. But at the same time, it's like (laughs) their hypocrisy almost shows itself now. It's like uh, we already know, you know, anybody who's paying attention already knows that most of this is just a bunch of bull crap. There's no proof of it until you have proof. Then come talk to me. You'll get me on your side. I, I like statistics. Show me something. Show me the proof. You'll convince me. Until you got proof, leave me and my gosh darn president alone. Boom.
8: There
2: you go. There you go. I mean, it it it, it really is a witch hunt. I mean, it's really going nowhere at this point, at, at this stage, at the talking point. It's something that, you know, the Democrats can't uh, find or, you know, uh,
0: prove
2: uh, anything with any sort of sufficient evidence It's it's a joke um, I do want to welcome our special guest um, Oil and natural gas investor Radical Islam expert, foreign policy analyst Best-selling author, entrepreneur And a contributor to Daily Caller Clash Daily, Live Zet, Daily Surge And The Hill, Mr. Dan Perkins, how are you?
1: Good evening, em. I'm well and yourself?
2: Doing well. Great to have you on, sir. Great to have you back. It's uh, we love Thank you here. You. Good friend, good friend of the show. Um, we were just talking about the whole Putin, you know, um, summit a little bit, and just the whole witch hunt with Russia. Um, you know, it, it's really getting to the point of uh, it's it, it, it's 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 ludicrous. It's it's just a um, a talking point for the sheep. Uh, that watch CNN and MSNBC and still are uh, you know in the fantasy land mindset of, of thinking there's there's anything uh, Trump did that uh, had anything to do with Putin. And I was even saying on the show earlier that if Putin wanted anyone to win, he want, he would want Hillary to win because he would get more uranium one kind of favors. He would he would be able to get he would be able to briber he would be able to get all this pay for play action. With Trump, he can't do that. Trump's got toughness, a backbone a giant brass balls, and that uh, never backs down so what do you, your your thoughts dan
1: okay good, because i 'cause i'm I'm actually working on a piece right now um I know you've
2: written several i know you've written several articles this week from many different things right yes
1: yes lots of different things from uh, judge kavanaugh to to uh face it back and uh, yeah. But let me, let me tell you about what I'm writing about now. Yeah. As you know, uh, I've written four mystery novels. I them about uh, radical Islamic terrorism against the United States. Okay? So with that yeah. piece of back, just that simple piece of background, I want yeah. you to follow what I'm about to say. Yeah. Last Friday before the summit, Rod Rosenstein announced that there were 12 Russian people that were being indicted for interfering with the 2016 campaign. Specifically, can I pause? Can I pause, can I pause
2: real quick on that? And, and, I, and I love where you're going with this, but I, I got that breaking notification on Facebook saying Rod Rosenstein announcing indictments with FBI, and I was like. Holy shit, is somebody in, with, associated with Hillary going down? And then I go to the, uh, the click on it, and it's just, well, what a letdown, Jesus
1: Christ, but continue. Sorry. OK, so he announces the indictment of 12 Russians for interfering with the 2016 election. Yeah, by hack by hacking the DNC computer and the Hillary campaign computers. Yeah. Okay. Now. It's ridiculous. It's a double standard. Here 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 goes this here goes the the twist that nobody is to my knowledge so far has reported. One. The De- Democratic National Committee when they believed that they were hacked Uh by somebody refused to let the FBI look at their computers. (laughs) Fact, fact two, fact two, Hillary Clinton used bleach blit on her computers for her campaign, used hammers on her cell phones and laptops to destroy the information. Now, there are some people who believe that she did that while under subpoena from the Congress, and the general accepted principle is that if you are under subpoena for documents from the Congress, you, you have to preserve them. Okay? So second Sorry. point, the DNC said that their computers were hacked, but – they refused to let the fbi very important point they refused to let the fbi according to james comey in his testimony before the senate intelligence committee he said it's in the article that the, the dnc refused to give them access to the computers and the hillary campaign used and the person who who erased the files on her computer systems uh, took the Fifth Amendment and never never said a word about what happened that caused him to delete and destroy the files while under subpoena. Okay? That's point two. Now point point three is, is the question. How is it possible for the FBI... To indict twelve people if they never got access to the computers. Exactly. Well and nobody's talking about that. Exactly. And that's why I'm writing this particular story because there's a there's another piece, another another twist to the story that happened twice at the podiums for the news conference with with uh, Donald Trump and his Russian counterpart. Okay? Both referred to an international treaty that was signed in 1999 between, the, between Russia and the United States that allows for the exchange of prosecutors to interview people in Russia. For Russian prosecutors to interview people in the United States for the, for the specific purposes of increasing the arrest rate of criminals who are doing illegal activity. So when Putin said at the podium that he didn't understand quote, why Mueller or his people ever came to him under that 1999 treaty to allow his investigators to come to Moscow and interview the 12 people who were indicted on Friday. Trump reinforced that same position. But again, nobody in the mainstream media is talking about the treaty and the fact that Putin said Mueller's people never contacted him. So one has to ask the question, Is it possible that Mueller wasn't aware or his staff of the treaty, or they made a judgment that the Russians would never give them any access to the 12 people that were indicted by the grand jury in the United States? In either case, there was a mistake. And
2: And the question is –
1: go ahead. Keep going.
2: Keep going. I'm loving this.
1: Keep going. I'm loving this. i got questions, though. Keep going. I'm loving this, though. Okay, so my so my point of my article is that if the organization that was supposedly hacked by the Russians as part of the collusion between the Russians and Donald Trump and his campaign refused to give the FBI access to their computers and they went through and cleaned their entire server network so there is no evidence that i can find anyone can point to because even recent articles are saying that the fbi never got the chance to look at the clinton or the dnc or podestas computers if the if the fbi was never brought in then how is it possible that the fbi has found evidence on the computers that indicate that the Russians were, in fact, hacking into those three systems and were responsible for interfering with the presidential campaign.
2: Very true. Well, you, you make a great point, and you know, is it? I want to. I want Josh, go ahead. I know you really want
6: to speak on this. Go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah. I'm, more of a question I have, who then then who's the who's the liar here? Like who's the one peddling all this? Is it the FBI? Is it the DNC? Who's the one peddling all this bullshit?
1: The deep, in my opinion, the deep state that's still out for Mister wow. Trump. That's right. Because there is no that we can find. Nobody, the Mueller people have yet to present anybody to be indicted for collusion from the Trump campaign or any of the Trump family or Mr. Trump himself, they have issued no indictments for any collusion nope. on the part of anybody with the Russians. So if yes, that's very true, true if if that's true, then what I'm suggesting that if the computers were destroyed before and the and the FBI was refused refused the ability to go in and analyze the files now there was another company that the that the that the democratic national committee brought in to assess whether or not the computers had been hacked and by who now understand the magnitude of that that investigation is, is I, as best I can determine, there were 180 servers in the Democratic National Committee communications network. So one would have to figure out a way in which to inspect all of the computers because, uh, while I'm not a computer expert, what I understand from talking to people who are, you can put a piece of malware in, on one computer. And it sits there till you want to use it before it can infect all of the computers or it only affects a certain number of computers. So you have to go through all 180 servers and all the files and everything else in order to figure out if there is, if there is an infection in the computer software. Okay? 180 server computers in the Democratic National Committee system. Okay? The company that was hired did its entire analysis in 48 hours. Jesus Christ. And in 48 hours now, and said they believe that it was Papa Bear and Mama Bear, which were um, individuals who were representing or working for the Russian government. And then we had another player come in, Lucifer, who said, no, it wasn't them, it was me. An independent guy. So my point is, I don't believe it's possible that this organization – and here's a a beautiful, choose clean and interesting side note. Company who was hired by the DNC to go in and check the system was hired and discovered by Perkins Coe and do you you know who perkins Coie is Perkins uh, coe yeah. was the firm, the law firm that spearheaded the trump dossier creation
2: yeah and and i mean it's you, you and it keep you keep going though i mean you make you're you're making a great point i mean it's 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 all tying in together, mhm.
9: But so isn't the point of the whole
5: investigation to investigate Trump and collusion with Russia? And now we're yeah. way off. And they off go outside from, the lines. They lands. go outside the lines
2: into his personal life. And now they're, you know, going into Stormy Daniels and his uh, business financial statements, which have no relevance to the Russia investigation. Yet all these various things that they went outside the bo- outside the lines on that it's it, it, that's a, That's a crime in itself. In, in and in I mean, is it
1: not? Well, I'm not a lawyer. I can't tell you that. the the The, the orders given to the special counsel by Rosenstein are very broad powers. Um, yes. uh But if he if 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 he Rosen if Rosenstein feels that Mueller and his team uh, has gone outside the the bounds of what the FBI policy is. He has the ability to rein him in, but he's done nothing about that. So um, but what I'm saying, the reason why I felt it was important to write this story is how is it possible to, de- to de- decide that the Russians were in fact hacking the DNC and Podesta and the Clinton campaign's computers, when the government was refused entry to go in and look at the computers, the Republican National Committee granted the FBI full access to come in and look at their computers to test them to see if they've been hacked. And apparently the, the security for the Republican National Committee was better than the Democratic National Committee. But my point is is that if, there is, if you can't get to the evidence, James Comey told them they couldn't, because the the Democrats refused to let them come in and take a look. Um, And and, and at the same time, I'm going to give you another reference point. Do you remember when they found out that the personal laptop of Uma Abedin, which her husband was using for sexting to minor children, Contained thousands upon thousands of email messages that were classified information that that somehow got downloaded from Hillary's server to Umadine's laptop. Do you remember that it was a matter of days, days, when the FBI finished their investigation on, on and found quote no classified material uh, in on the yeah, they, thousands
2: they... and thousands of emails. They immediately exonerated her.
5: Yeah, it's it's. But that of was more to cover Comey's mistakes. I think that was to cover Comey's mistake. Um Because oh, yeah. you know all of this drama is going on, and and they know that if if she's innocent, if she's um, not found innocent, then everything's going to come out.
1: Well, uh, I I agree, and 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 I've said on your show before, and I've said it many many places all over the country. What I yeah. don't understand, I don't understand how the attorney general can sit there and see what, what happened face. with the FBI and and what's going on with the, what happened with the Clinton emails, what happened to the Clinton Foundation, and and. No, he's not in, he's not investigating, at least apparently on the surface, he's not investigating it. And I don't understand why the Justice Department is not invest, uh, reopening an investigation into the Clinton emails and to the Clinton Foundation. I don't understand that. I cannot come up with a logical reason anywhere. And I've spent time more time thinking about that one issue than practically everything else. And like I still can't come up with a conclusion.
6: Well, yeah, I mean, I hear you, Josh. Go, d- Josh. Go ahead. Plain and simple, they don't. Why would they don't want to hurt their own people? Come on, this is these are their buddies. That's I mean, point point made. There's that's the the only reason being, in my opinion, is because they it doesn't help them by going after these people. In my opinion, out. Do you see any way that it helps them by going after them? I can't think of a reason why it would help them.
1: Well, I think that what happens is it keeps, it keeps the, the left news media energized to continue their battle to get rid of Trump. So from that standpoint, they get the propaganda from the left media, which helps them because they continue to raise the specter of whether or not Mr. Trump is colluded with the Russians. And, um, and, and, and I, I did several interviews today on the, on, the, on the summit, and people were asking me, well, were you, were you upset about what Mr. Trump said about the intelligence service? And I said, this was before Mr. Trump came back and, and backed it down a little bit, I said, no and I'll tell you the reason why. Wasn't the U, It wasn't it the U.S. Intelligence Service that told President Bush that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. Wasn't it the Intelligence Service who fed the information to Colin Powell, who went to the U.N. as ambassador to the U.N., as Secretary of State, and went into the U.N. and pleaded the case of why we had to do something because of the location of all of the chemical and biological weapons that Saddam Hussein had. And then we found out that they weren't there. It's that same <laughs> intelligence operation that now has to be believed because remember when there was a Democrat who came in after Bush, Mr. Barack Obama, the Democrats were criticizing the war generated because of the intelligence of the intelligence agency in the United States, along with others who declared he was an international threat because of his weapons of mass destruction. Now, whether they were there at one time and moved to Syria or some other place, another story. But the point is, is that we had that same intelligence service and we had people from the intelligence service today or yesterday who were saying that they were Appalled at what Mr. Pr- Mr. Trump said. Um, if the intelligence service is so good, why was it the CIA and the Justice Department couldn't figure out how to get a hold of the BNC computers?
9: Right. I mean, and, but they didn't want a, to. I, Go ahead. I
5: think it's because that that's one of the main things that Trump ran on is to drain the swamp. And mm-hmm. you know maybe they, maybe the FBI is that good and they're partisan and they just didn't want to you know turn on Hillary.
1: I I would not argue the point with you at all. I think that there was a general a widespread general belief, and I know that Roy and I were probably in the minority when the when Trump came down the stairway in Trump Tower and I said on the air, so I was live when that was happening. I said he's gonna be the next president of the United States, bar none. Uh and everybody thought I was insane. Um and so but but I think you're I think that there was such a wide government in the yeah. Pardon me?
2: You and I both said he was gonna be the next president when
1: he was coming down the absolutely, escalator, didn't absolutely. we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so I think that there was such a widespread belief that it that it was a slam dunk that Hillary's going to win that uh, there were mistakes made that the FBI and Justice Department didn't do a thorough investigation because they didn't want to. They didn't want to do anything. Comey's, excuse my language, but his bullshit line that he oh, felt you're fine. that if he you're didn't You're fine. There's say, no censoring. If he, if he didn't say something about doing something about what was Hillary had done, that it would have tainted her presidency. It would have yeah. tainted her presidency. That's why he had to do something to get it done before she became president. That's why he did all the things that he did, I, yeah. I and 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 didn't do a very good job of them. So, um, that that'll be out in a few days. Um, but was I disappointed in the president? No. Was was I was I thrilled that the president spent four hours of one-on-one time, which originally been scheduled for one, with with Putin, to talk about a myriad of issues? I mean, today, I don't know whether you heard this, but one of the Democratic senators is now calling for the subpoenaing, or subpoenaing, whatever the right terminology is, the translator for Donald Trump to appear and testify under oath before Congress of what happened in the conversation between Trump and Putin. I know, I know, it's getting
2: ridiculous. And, and real quick, I want to play a clip of the reporters asking Trump and Putin, uh, asking Putin, do you have any compromising information on Trump? And wh- I just want to play this clip. You know, and, and it just goes to show that you know, Trump you know, is right there meeting with Putin during a uh, fake investigation <laughs> I mean, if Trump had anything to hide, he'd probably be as far away from Putin as possible. Just because, you know, I, I, I want to play this clip, though. Everybody's going to like this. Uh, and they've, they've already, a lot of them have already seen it. But for those who haven't, and uh, I'm sure people, well, this is going to clear things up definitely for a lot of, different, for a lot of things I want to uh, get to uh, in terms of what the liberal
10: media is arguing about.
2: Uh, but one for.
10: The Russian state has never interfered and is not going to interfere into internal American affairs, including election process. You tweeted this morning that it's U.S. foolishness, stupidity,
7: and the Mueller probe that is responsible for the decline in U.S. relations with Russia. Do you hold Russia at all accountable for
3: anything in particular? I hold uh, both countries responsible. I think that the United States has been foolish. I think we've all been foolish. The probe is a disaster for our country. There was no collusion at all. Uh, everybody knows it, and they're going to have to try really hard to find somebody that did relate to the campaign. That was a clean campaign. I beat Hillary Clinton easily, zero collusion, and it has had a negative impact upon the relationship of the two largest nuclear powers in the world. It's ridiculous what's going on with the probe. Why should Americans and why
7: should President Trump believe your statement that Russia did not? intervene in the 2016 election, given the evidence that U.S. intelligence agencies have provided? And will you consider extraditing the 12 Russian officials that were indicted last week by a U.S. grand jury?
3: Well, I'm going to let the President answer the second part of that question. But as you know, uh, the whole concept of that came up perhaps a little bit before, but it came out as a reason why the Democrats lost an election, which, frankly, They should have been able to win because the Electoral College is much more advantageous for Democrats, as you know, than it is to Republicans. I didn't know the president. Uh, There was nobody to collude with. There was no collusion with the campaign. We ran a brilliant campaign, and that's why I'm president.
10: As to who is to be believed and who is not to be believed, you can trust no one if if you take this. Where did you get this idea that President Trump trusts me or I trust him. He defends the interests of the United States of America, and I do defend the interests of the Russian Federation. Could you name a single fact that would definitively prove the collusion? This is utter nonsense.
7: Just now, President Putin denied having anything to do with the election interference in 2016. Every U.S. intelligence agency has concluded that Russia did. Who do you believe? Would you now, with the whole world watching, tell President Putin, would you denounce what happened in 2016,
2: and would you warn him to never do it again?
3: So let me just say that we have two thoughts. You have groups that are wondering why the FBI never took the server, haven't they taken the server? Why was the FBI told to leave the office of the Democratic National Committee? I've been wondering that. I've been asking that for months and months, and I've been tweeting it out and calling it out on social media. Where is the server? I want to know, where is the server? And what is the server saying? They said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be. I have confidence in both parties. What happened to the servers of the Pakistani gentleman that worked on the DNC? Where are those servers? They're missing. Where are they? What happened to Hillary Clinton's emails? I think in Russia they wouldn't be gone so easily. I think it's a disgrace that we can't get Hillary Clinton's 33,000 emails. So I have great confidence in my intelligence people, but uh, I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. And what he did is an incredible offer. He offered to have the people working on the case come and work with their investigators with respect to the twelve people. I
10: believe that Russia is a democratic state, and I hope you're not denying this right to your own country. You're not denying that United States is a democracy. Then the final conclusion in this kind of a dispute can only be delivered by a trial. This is the Russian government have any compromising material on President Trump or his family. When President Trump was in Moscow back then, I didn't even know that he was in Moscow. Well please, just disregard these issues and don't think about this anymore again.
3: It would have been out long ago, and if anybody watched Peter Strzok testify over the last couple of days, and I was in Brussels watching it, it was a disgrace to the FBI, it was a disgrace to our country, and you would say that was a total witch hunt. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Well, there you
2: have it. Dan,
1: go ahead. I know you want to uh, kind of.
3: I, do, I just think
1: that, it, that, that, that the fact that he, again, he raised the question of the servers, the fact that the, that the FBI was not permitted to go into the DNC and, yep. and review their computers, and nobody's reporting yep. that. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm writing the story is that at least, at least the people who follow me will hear that side of the story again, but, but nobody's talking about it. And if you can't, if you can't get in to see if, – if somebody makes the statement that the Russians hacked the DNC computers and the Hillary campaign computers and John Podesta's computers, prove it. Let the FBI go in and look at it. Well, there's nothing to look at anymore because it's all been destroyed. And so you can't, if you, you can't remanufacture evidence that's been a bit, bleach, washed. It's gone. And when you break up telephones and laptops with hammers, they're not going to be put back together to produce any data. So my point is that Mr. Trump continues to raise the question, what happened to the servers? Why didn't the Why didn't the DNC? So where, the place where the collusion took place, the DNC servers, the Hillary Clamp campaign campaign servers, and the Podesta servers, what happened to them? And why were they destroyed? Why did they not let the Justice Department and the FBI come in? and gather the evidence to prove the supposition that Hillary and the rest of the Democrats were saying nobody seems to care at least at the moment for the truth no they
2: they really don't sadly and and that's a big problem um you know we we are dealing with a huge double standard and we're dealing with people in the deep state and the elites that are doing all these things behind closed doors, and it's as evil as can be. I mean, it's, it's and it's years and years and years of the swamp building up. So you've got, I mean, there's so many different you know, crooked and corrupt connections that, oh, my God. Um,
6: Josh, go ahead. I guess my uh, – uh, uh, this is another question. What do we do? Like, I mean, it's pretty – that's pretty much the only way I can word it. What do we do?
1: Well, this is what I'm telling people to answer to your question. One, Republicans have to go out, and they have to campaign on a simple platform that says, if you're better off today than you were two years ago, then vote for Republicans. If you're not, vote for Democrats. They have to get more control of the House and the supermajority in the Senate. Once they do that, I think Mr. Sessions has to retire as, a, as Attorney General. And we bring in a, a new Attorney General who will be able to get through the Senate because there will be a supermajority in the Senate and the Democrats will not be able to stop his or her nomination. And that person will reopen the Hillary email scandal and the Hillary Clinton Foundation scandal and will do a thorough investigation and report to the American public. And I would hope that they would be able to do that and report well in advance of the 2020 presidential election. That's what we have to do.
9: Right.
2: Um, Leader of uh, Blacks for Trump, um, you're on the line, buddy yes, what's going sir. on do you, you want to speak on this for a second?
4: Yes, I do. um everything the young man just said he is so on it perfectly that it's ridiculous. but I was taught by um Yahweh, then Yahweh everything that this guy is saying, if we've studied, this has been happening since nineteen forty four every Republican president has been hit with the same three problems, some criminal, some i r s and then some kind of sexual scandal. They have all been hit since 1944 when they created the Joint Chiefs of Staff to circumvent the powers of the four-star generals, the five four-star generals, and then they put in a group called Valkyrie who was policed by the FBI and other intelligence agencies. And their whole thing was to make sure that Democrats stayed in charge even if a Republican got in, because after the Civil War, they couldn't win any more elections, so they called America to crash, and then they put in uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. They wanted him to be president forever, and when they knew he was going to die in 1944, they created this Joint Chiefs of Staff, who then created Valkyrie. So if you go to my website, it's right in there it says Valkyrie. Valkyrie is this group whose whole job is to make sure that they stay in power, even— if a Republican gets voted in. So now they've done it to every Republican president and every black leader that has the power to make people vote for the Republicans. Now they're doing it to our president. And it would be a damn shame if you're so weak and stupid as white Gentiles to let our president who put his life on the line for all of us and gave up his life and his wealth and all his fun he could be having to stand up and fight for you because you might not understand it, but this is that man that the Bible calls Cyrus. This is the deliverer. <laughs> I know I might sound stupid, but that is the man. America's D'Aulio savior. Me, America's that's savior. Who he is. He no, he is not America's savior. He's the Earth's savior. See, because you everybody's trying to deny what we're looking at here. He is the America is the superpower. If America falls, everybody falls. So. If he saves America, he saves the world. So I know that Yahweh Binawi told me, he said, when he shook his hand a long time ago, they just met walking down the street. He was on Broadway, and he just saw him. Sh- you know, he was shaking everybody, and he shook Yawri Binawi's hand, talked for a minute. Can Yahweh Binawi turned around and said, see that man there, son? That's who you should choose to be your president, because that's a real white man. That's your blood brother. He'll fight for you. He fought for you in the revolution. Those were the Republicans. And he didn't even know whether he was a Republican or not. He said, but this man, he's bombastic. He's vociferous. He's not afraid of him. He'll stand against the Canaanites. And, you know, back then I didn't really understand Canaanites, but I know who the Canaanites are now. But this is that man, and Valkyrie is in full action. The same thing they did to Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Elijah Muhammad, Everything, everything they did to Eisenhower, Nixon, um, Bush, Reagan, the other Bush, and and now they're doing it to President Trump. They did the exact same thing to tear them down, to make them. They, and 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 y'all, have, y'all have put it in the back of this book called Be Aware. It says from the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, it is written that the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover, said what we will do is put in disinformation and cause them to be disruptive. And they'll, and like Zechariah 11.5 says, they will kill us, destroy us, break all the laws, and hold themselves not guilty. And then they accuse us of what they're guilty of. So Revelation 12.10 clearly says the accusers of the brethren would accuse us once this Cyrus beat their behind. So if you go to Revelation chapter 12, you'll see this is all happening. It cast out a flood of all kind of lies. And then right in the memo it says we will use the media to cast doubt in the eyesight of white people and black people to destroy the image of that great man and anybody that can electrify the young people. Okay, that's what Trump is doing. So they're trying to destroy him at all costs. So I'm telling all, calling all white European Gentiles who make up 74% of the electorate, open your eyes and see that Valkyrie exists, and their whole purpose is to destroy. So Trump was right when he said, I don't trust them." They're mad right now because McCone is a Gentile in France. The lady that's in Britain is now a Gentile. The Gentiles are taking over from the Canaanites. Michael, you sound crazy, but well, damn, that I've said it so you can go study it. If you don't believe it, you study it. So right now they're panicking because now he didn't got with Putin, and we're getting ready to overthrow them. The cup of trembling is in their hands. So I'm going to get all the black people to come to the Republicans because they are the ones that have always come to our rescue biblically. I can show you that, too, even on my website. I show you how every time the children of Israel got in trouble, who always saved them? The Gentiles. Cyrus saves us. He's going to save us again. And that's that man right there. So you guys better wake the hell up and stop these bastards. Comey and 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 um, what's that guy? Muller was the same guy that worked on the Yahweh case. So now they're trying to say, I am a criminal. Even though I was found innocent, they still bring it up every time. Even though the guy says, yeah, I just made it up. I was lying to get a good deal with the FBI. And, and they got away with that. Now they're just doing it to Trump. They just say, he's a racist. But Jesse Jackson thanked him for helping him to run for president and thanked him for helping black people get jobs. That's on video on YouTube. Russell Simmons, he financed Russell Simmons and Def Jam to, where there wouldn't even been a Jay-Z, which is why I cuffed Jay-Z out the last time I saw that old sorry character. Trump helped you. Trump went to the pimp's ball. He's the blackest white man I ever met. Now that he's a Republican, oh, he's a racist. Get the hell out of here. So you brothers, y'all wake up and stop this crap because I'm sick and tired of it. And Trump knows exactly what he's talking about. He's right. No, I don't trust the intelligence department because you are lying on Trump to help Hillary and help yourselves keep us under your thumbs and uh, in leadership and dog out white Gentiles. Worse than they dog out black people in actuality. Y'all just so stupid you don't know it. They beat you to death. You go to jail. You are overtaxed. You are you are uh, regulated. Everything. They call you. Yeah, they call you white nigger. Right now, whoa, Robert Bird is whoa, on whoa. camera on Fox News using the word white nigger. You know what they called us, just <laughs> nigger. But they called you white nigger. Then they called you deplorable. That's you. They're calling you the same thing they call us. I mean. We are in the same boat. We are all in slavery together. The white Gentile. That's why Jesus, which is just us, or Colossians four eleven. We are. The Bible said the whole body of Christ is the Jew and the Gentile, the black man and the white man. So we are. We are. We have to get together to be the sages of the world. That's why they're right. panicking. That's why Jesus said right. He's here for the Jew and the Gentile. That's me and you. So they're panicking because Trump is here for us now. So you better wake your behinds up and stop being stupid. And don't beat around the bush. Because remember, go to Deuteronomy chapter 17. When you go into the lane of the Canaanite, don't make friends with them. Don't tease them. Don't marry their daughters. You go in and utterly destroy them. Don't try to explain hey, nothing. They look like you, but they're not you. <laughs> Michael, 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 Michael.
2: I don't want to get too carried away. I, I get, I get where you're going with, with. Oh, uh, Michael just cut out. So, uh, Dan, are you still there? Yes, I am. Yeah, Michael, the the phone cut out. I don't know what happened to Michael. He'll probably call back in, but he was on a roll right there. I was trying to get him to. Oh, he's calling back in. But Dan, what do you think about? And everybody, what what is? This is the leader of Black for Trump. I think he's got a good point. I mean, in
1: some ways, well, first of all, I appreciate him calling me a young man at 73. So, yeah. um 73? Uh, oh what?
4: I didn't know you were 73.
1: I am. I'll be 73 next week.
4: Yes, sir.
1: I have been saying what this 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 gentleman has been saying for some time is that that The power base in Washington, D.C. has been controlled by the Democrats, regardless of whether or not the Democrats were in power. And I wrote a piece recently to demonstrate that when 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 President Trump was about to announce his candidate for the justice of the Supreme Court, this is a direct quote. Charles Schumer, the minority, remember, the minority leader of the Senate, said, I demand, I demand. When you're the minority power, you don't have the right to demand squat. In fact, Barack Obama told the Republican, he said, I won, get over it. Well, we won in 2016, (laughs) get over it. And what happened was, The gentleman was absolutely correct, is that Republicans lived and died by the Democratic playbook. If the Democrats went after the Republicans, the Republicans basically capitulated. They didn't want controversy. They didn't want to get in a battle. So the Democrats, as the gentleman said, which is absolutely true, controlled the power in Washington, D.C., regardless of whether they were in power or not. And one of the problems that the Democrats are having with Mr. Trump, it's really the root of the evil. The big problem that they're having with <laughs> Donald Trump is he's saying, no more. No more. And we're, we're in charge, and we're going to lead the country to a new beginning. We're going to make America great again. We're going to make America a place where people believe all over the world that they keep promises and they do and they do the right things. And so as a result, the Democrats are losing power. Now, I'm 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 going to shift just a little bit um but it, but only to illustrate a piece that was just published today on Newsmax. Yeah. Your piece I for talked you about wrote the upcoming hearings. Today? Pardon me.
2: You wrote a piece for Newsmax, Newsmax today. today?
1: Yes. News, Newsmax nice. today. It's yeah. on the the story is about the confirmation process of Judge Kavanaugh. And what I said in the piece to Judge Kavanaugh, it's really kind of written to him. Right. I said you need to when you sit down before the Senate committee, you need to proclaim The Ginsburg Rule. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was appointed to the court in 1999 by Bill Clinton. She was appointed to the District Court, uh, Court of Appeals, by Jimmy Carter. She is the most liberal, regardless of male or female, judge that's been on the court probably forever. She swore that she would never retire as long as Trump was president. But what she did do in her confirmation (laughs) hearing in 1999, she set the standard. When Republican senators were querying her about how would she vote on a particular issue, she responded by saying it would be inappropriate for me to comment on an issue that may come to me as a justice on the court for an opinion. So she basically shut down the Republicans by saying, I can't answer that because it would be inappropriate for me to answer it. I'm saying to Judge Kavanaugh, realize that Grassley's going to have the first series of questions, and then the ranking member of the minority is Dianne Feinstein. And I said in the piece today, I fully expect her at some point in time to ask Judge Kavanaugh, would you overturn Roe versus Wade?
9: And I no, said,
1: please. please I please said it. in my article, how you answer that question will effectively may effectively shut down any further questions from the Democratic Party. Because if he says, I don't know whether Roe versus Wade will be appealed, whether it will go through the court system, but if there's a possibility that I may have to look at it on its merits sometime in the future if I'm appointed. It would be inappropriate for me to comment on what I believe should happen to Roe versus Wade. That is the crux. The crux of the Democrats is trying to at- intimidate the the prospective justice to make a com a commitment on uh, what how he would rule on on Roe versus Wade, on Obamacare, on border protection, all these things. And if he starts off by saying I'm not going to answer that question
9: because <laughs> it's inappropriate
1: to discuss right. with you it's what gonna, my answer might will be flip. sometime in the future when it's based on facts. And I point out in the article that in the 5-4 decision on banning immigration, the court was forced to rule on the evidence of the law that was put in front of them. There were people who were trying to say to the court, well, you must take into consideration what Mr. Trump said as a candidate. And what the justices said, majority opinion was, we were asked to rule on the legitimacy of the executive order as presented to us in the document. And so what I'm saying to Kavanaugh, answer the question by saying you're not going to answer the question because it would be, highly unethical and inappropriate for me to speak about something that I might have to rule on sometime in the future. And so what's happening here, here's this rest of this, because in the article, here's the rest of the strategy. Kavanaugh gets appointed. It's now five, four. I think by the end of the 2019 session, Ruth Bader Ginsburg will retire, which means that Mr. Trump will bring in his third justice and he will get confirmed because if we get the supermajority like I talked about earlier in the show of sixty, there's nothing the Democrats can do. Nothing at all. So what happens is at the end of two thousand and nineteen, before the nineteen twenty term, the the court will be six three. At the end of the twenty term, I expect Justice Thomas to retire. Because If he brings in – if Trump brings in a younger justice, the age of somebody like Kavanaugh, with Thomas being much older, he brings the average age down, which means that the 6 to 3 margin in the court could be there for 30 to 40 years, which means that the court, which has been used by the Democratic Party to advance its legislative agenda that it can't get passed in the Congress – we no longer have that opportunity,
2: yeah, you're absolutely right, and Dan, you're staying on the line for a little bit. We got some stuff to talk about. I do want to welcome my next guest though national security expert, medical science expert, political strategist, best selling author and entrepreneur, Michael Doherty, great friend of the show, been on many times. How are you, buddy?
0: I'm perennially late. I apologize. How are you? <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: God, you always dragged me up, man. You're, you're, you, are, you
0: are too damn <laughs> Sorry. funny.
2: No, uh, but no you're, we're good, you're good now. Yeah, I
0: love that story about Thomas. That's, that's true.
2: Yeah, I you're, you're good, though, now. I'm glad you're here. Um, we have uh, basically, you know, we've been talking about a lot of different things. We've been talking about Kavanaugh. We've been talking about, uh, Ru- you know, Russia, Putin, Trump meeting. Um, uh, but, just, Dan, continue with where you're at. Sorry.
1: Well, I wanted to talk about, the, the, since I've only got about five minutes, uh, I wanted to talk about well, I want you to, I want you to stay
2: on and Well, I want you to stay on and talk about two more things, big topics, about 10, 15 more minutes I need you for. so, to, But I want to finish up on this segment.
1: Okay. I just wanted to say that I, I did a piece last week raising some questions. And as you know, uh, my books have been banned from Facebook. Uh, they didn't tell me why they were banned. They just all of a sudden said, you're you're done. Your account's been closed, and and I, I can't use Facebook. Oh yeah. So I wrote this piece, and uh, I talked about Facebook, and uh, over we talked about this a week or so ago, when the local newspaper in Texas uh, ran uh, sections of the Declaration of Independence uh, on their Facebook website. Facebook labeled it hate speech, and shut it down. In fact, made some suggestions of how they should change the language of the document. So Facebook decided that they were they shut it down, but they were also making suggestions of how the document could be rewritten to make it more politically correct. Uh, there was an outrage, and Facebook reinstated the account, apologized, for its computer error. What they said, and this is important, they said that their computer logarithms, algorithms, excuse me, their algorithms are automatic. And so when it's designed to read certain words, it automatically labels something as being hate speech, and then they shut it down. Okay? So Jesus. nobody that I can find, especially as somebody who's been banned on Facebook, Nobody can, I can't find any evidence of how accurate Facebook's algorithms are. So I took the next best thing and I said in the article, what is the most widely used artificial intelligence probably in the world? And how accurate is it? The most widely used intellectual property, Google, artificial intelligence is, hey, Siri, on iPhones. <laughs> a tech, a tech blog did a, did, a, did a study of 8,000 users of iPhones and in in iSeries, and they found that 63% of the time, Siri got it right, which means that 37% of the time, or almost a third of the time, Siri was wrong. So my question by inference is, what's the percentage of Facebook being wrong? Yeah,
2: very very true. I mean, and, you know, I wanted to bring, you know, I got a, I got a couple more things to bring up. But I was thinking about this a lot in detail today. I'm glad you brought the social media censoring thing up because that's a huge issue, especially on the conservative side because I've had a lot of my stuff censored. Um, which which is a problem even with a lot of other people as well with with posting with all that stuff, um, but it now all makes sense why Trump, uh, you know the brilliance behind his uh, campaign manager for twenty twenty uh, Brad uh, Par, is it how you, how you pronounce his last name but this guy is a uh a tech uh, guru uh from Silicon Valley that knows all of the uh censoring secrets apparently so the fact that the whole plan was for the left to start censoring and start hiding um stuff from conservatives uh you know for these upcoming elections um it it makes sense why why Trump has such a a, a guy that is so um, knowledgeable with the with tech and, and what's going on cuz he used to work at Facebook so he knows all about their tricks and you know their inside you know secrets and stuff like that um do do you think do you think I have a point there Dan and and my and Michael well, I
1: would say I would say you do I uh, I I think that again it may very well be that other people will begin to start questioning how accuracy facebook is in their decisions right. to limit free speech and what can be said right and i think right. if we can raise that issue that's a hell of a great issue to raise
2: right and and, the, and yeah and he um he already is uh, his campaign his, trump's campaign manager is already putting out a bunch of different uh you know blast pieces and, and smash pieces on some of these leftist silicon valley uh you know uh, entities and, uh you know he uh, he knows their game, and uh, we all know uh, what Facebook's planning. I mean, they're planning uh, even more evilness with with censoring, with with uh, completely. It's going to get worse than 2016 with censoring conservatives. Uh, with with I mean, the election. I mean, they're bought. Facebook and all these social media groups are bought by these leftist organizations, which is scary that that they're controlled. Um, uh, Michael Doherty, I want you to speak on this though, really quick though.
0: Well, I mean, did did I miss? Did you mention the Gateway Pundit article yesterday? Or did I did I miss that? Did you see Gateway Pundit, the data on it? I didn't. I did not see that Gateway Pundit today. Well, no. he had a story yesterday where he talked about how since 2016, the number of hits uh, referred by Facebook to conservative sites has gone down 93 percent.
5: 93
0: at all this data. Now, organic, if they control on their own, uh, that's fine because it's organic. But the 93% cut, the legal issue about this is, look, these are private enterprises. And, and Americans tend to think, oh, I can say what I want, whatever, because free is free. You cannot. You cannot be at work and, and sign an employee handbook and then say whatever you want, for example. And when you click on the box to use Facebook – you sacrifice a lot of stuff. This is going to creep up, and this is where the Supreme Court segues into. At some point, we're going to have some sort of litigation that's finally going to throw the gauntlet down on whether this is contract law or violating constitutional rights, and and, and, and where we where we where we rebalance this baby uh, because Facebook's lying. Uh, they, like all zealots, they will think that anarchy is a price okay to be paid, Solinsky. you know, and so um, it's absolutely an issue, and it, it's tough because Facebook's so huge, and it, it's really, I mean, the number one motivator for human beings to purchase anything is convenience, and Facebook has built almost like a honeypot of people to get together, and now that they're all in the room, they're not really going to move, these cultures don't move, they, they're going to have to be defeated either by um, uh, litigation, or, or antitrust, but they can't be trusted. And that's just, I mean, it's right there. The numbers are there. Oh, absolutely. And if you think
2: about the future and you think about how advertising for, for everything goes and how, how politics will be controlled, it's all technology-based. And, you know, <laughs> technology is the future, and it's going to be everybody uses it for everything nowadays. Um, and, you know, we can't afford to, uh, you know, brainwash people, um, and, and it's scary for our environment, environment in our country because we already know what happens. We already knows what happens in other countries with with, with some of these social media sites. I mean, it's one-dimensional. But uh, Gianni from New York, uh, how are you, buddy? Uh, I know you got a question. What's going on?
8: Yeah, so what is the solution to it is what I want to know. Like, how do we stop you know from them you know doing this in the social media
1: era well, this is, um... well I I'd like to take a shot at that okay. go ahead. um go ahead. I, I agree with our, I agree with our other guests I've written uh and I and I said of my experience of being banned from Facebook um that uh, I, there's no alternative media for me to go and promote my my writings uh there is no they have such a huge market share. So I I agree with your other guests and I've written that they need to be broken up under antitrust rules because they control such a huge percentage of the marketplace. There's no real governing body that that governs them. And so I'd look back to the Standard Oil Company of New Jersey and I look at AT AT&T and other organizations that have been broken up because they are national monopolies that control processes and I think that that Facebook has gotten too big and it needs to be broken up through antitrust
5: I agree yes. with you 100% and this is what's going on with Google in the EU right now you know that they they have a monopoly and they've got more power than many governments and it's, it's out of control and that's what's happening right now exactly in, uh, in the EU with, with Google and that's going to have to happen here with Facebook as well
1: but let me let me comment on that because it's this it's it's a great point um I, I believe in simplification the fine for google was 5 billion euros mhm which, which is, is like which is about
5: minutes or something
1: <laughs> no it's 6 days 6 days worth of revenue to google six so days, it was
5: there you go. nothing it's nothing
1: right so, so it can't really even
5: be about the fine. It has to be beyond that.
6: Yes, absolutely.
5: They've got so much power.
6: Mm-hmm. Would you modify? Yeah. It, Remember uh, when
5: Mark Zuckerberg in, yeah. was uh, testifying in Congress? It was like, you know, he, he knew he was more Political powerful theater. than the congressman. Yeah. Oh, God,
6: Go ahead, guys, man. I don't... May, call, you know, call me crazy, but the only way you beat this is a competitor has to arise and, and, you know, take some of Facebook's market share.
1: I, but that's, I don't know. That's, that's Pollyannish that's, that's, that's because the practical reality is there is nobody out there who has the capital to invest to try and take market share away from Facebook because they are so huge. And so dominant in their position. It may take, would take somebody several hundred billions of dollars to try and compete with Facebook. And you may not. So who's going to be willing to take the risk? Nobody. Here's yeah.
6: the thing, though it's not like Facebook got funded directly to hundreds of billions of dollars, they started out just as small as everyone else did. They created that no. that that type of platform. I don't they're really first to market. No, they're I first.
0: Yeah, mean... first to market is first to market. They they were first to market, and it's it's stabilized. So it's different. Uh, it there's, they've got roots. So it's not like if you create a market, that's one thing, uh, but to defeat a market is is quite another. And it's because it, you have to. Remove and 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 then rebuild, so it's a much tougher thing to replace facebook, and especially because look this is this is the perfect storm because most people aren't political, most people take their freedoms for granted, most people aren't going to take a stand, and they also don't feel empowered to do so, and because Facebook is the ultimate divide and conquer, you can't move your whole culture that you're you're in. I mean, you just can't move that whole cyber network of Facebook. So Everybody is on there. I on the only on thing there. that's going to work is antitrust. But I think that uh, with with these lies that they do and the way the Supreme Court's repositioning, you know, I'll tell you, you thought 2016 was a big deal. 2018 is a big deal, too. Big deal. Here's why.
6: Here's I, I got to be honest. I, I, I don't agree that.
0: Newspaper oh, okay. used to be the biggest
6: thing on the block. <laughs> I mean, newspaper used to be the biggest thing on the block, then radio beat it. Radio used to be the biggest thing on the block, then the TV beat it. The so Facebook a is not unbeatable. paradigm shift in the technology.
0: Right, okay. So, but, but sure, it, but,
6: so, a new t- but the thing is, Snapchat was the biggest, the huge, millions, of, it was going faster than Facebook was. And then all of a sudden, Snapchat was no longer interested, interesting anymore, and people are moving on to something else. And there's always the next thing. I, I understand that Facebook is a different type of monster, almost, uh, you know, almost like Google, like Amazon, but you, someone's going to take their market share. They can't – I don't think that they last forever, basically. I don't think that well, they – are not going to last forever, but you're not – look, you're
2: not
0: going to get Michael, them.
2: Michael, hold Michael, hold on. Michael, hold got, on. We got Tim on the line. Yeah, I think Tim wants to maybe disagree or agree with people on this. Go ahead, Tim.
7: Hey guys, it's uh, Tim Pichot. I'm, I've been uh, pretty active on Facebook. Uh, so, pri- so prior to the election, I basically took two months off work, brought a page from uh, a complete obscurity that didn't even exist in August before the election and was reaching over a million people a week by the time of the election. As soon as uh, Trump won, I basically got shot down, completely shadow banned. And, uh, you know, and ever since then I've been looking at different alternatives and one of your guests mentioned that Facebook was first to market. Actually, they weren't, uh, my was actually first. And, uh, and so, I mean, I think that as these things come, they can go. And one of the major alternatives that is being developed right now is through the blockchain where you can't be censored. You can't be, uh, it's an immutable ledger that can't be erased. They can't, uh, shadow ban people. It's not controlled by anybody. And so just, Takes an eventual awareness for people to get onto these blockchain. Now it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, I mean, I was on, I was one of the first million people on Facebook in the world. My school was one of the first 31s uh, on Facebook, and you know, for a while, you know, nobody was using it. But the problem is now that's where you know everyone's grandma and grandpa is on Facebook at the moment. So that's the problem, and so it's just you know, I've cut down my posting probably 90% because, uh, well, a because. About ninety My traffic is down about 90%. Uh, just yesterday, I, I screenshotted this sorority. I had a pro-Trump statement that was shared over 900 times and only reached 1,800 people. So, I mean, it's complete BS how, you know, so every single person who, who shared my comment, it only showed it to two people on average, uh, whereas back in the old days, you know, that could have maybe, you know, reached a million people. Uh, and so conservatives are being completely neutered, uh, on Facebook, and so, but, you know, as long as we're still on there, then we don't really have anything to, you know, to really bitch about, because, you know, we're helping feed the beast, so I'm looking at different blockchain alternatives, you know, they're not super easy to use right now, they're, they are getting better, so I'm on something called Steemit, S-T-E-E-M-I-T, again, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, you know, still, like, in its infancy, it's not super easy to use at the moment, but, you know, it does have close to a billion-dollar market cap already, so... And that's a market-based solution where you get paid to post. So you get paid in Steam dollars, which can be converted into Bitcoin, which can be converted back into actual real money. Uh, And so, I mean, I I haven't made a ton of posts on there, but I had one big influencer who shared uh, just one little post I made, and I made like 60 bucks off like one post. So I know I've never made that off Facebook. So I just want to chime in that, you know, there are, People working on alternatives to this—it's just that a lot of people aren't aware of the alternatives that are out there.
5: Okay, so Let here, me ask here's, you here's a question. Go
9: ahead, Can okay. I you real quick, and then get the door.
5: Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. Just go ahead. Go, go. This new ahead. platform you're talking about—what? What is? If they can't take stuff down, what would they do with regard to something like um, a terrorist? Inciting somebody, or, or saying there's going to be a, um, you know, there's going to be an attack, those kinds of things that, that can cause a lot of violence. They have to have some kind of mechanism to take stuff like that down.
7: Um, you have certain reputational scores, and you know, basically, if you have someone in there inciting violence, uh, either a people could choose to ignore them in the free market, or their reputation would be uh, squandered. So when everybody I think starts with a reputation of 20. Uh, about the highest I've seen on there is about 75. I think I'm at 51. Just because I had a couple big influencers off the bat who shared some of my stuff, but you know sometimes that's the price you have to pay for freedom. And then look at, you know, I think some of the biggest terrorists we have are actually in the government or in the CIA. And then someone had mentioned, you know, uh, Google. Well, Google got their funding by IncuTel, and IncuTel is the venture capital firm of the CIA. And that's that's not even a conspiracy theory. That's not uh, some wide out there, tinfoil hat theory—that is actual fact—and so you know that's why they were running around with that "Don't be evil" slogan up until about a year ago, because you know they are pure evil. And if you look into you know, and these are the people trying to take down Trump. And you know, even look at Fox News—you've got you've you got you know besides Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity—I mean, you've seen everybody come out you know with the knives for Trump just recently. So you know, you know, and Rory knows that I've been critical of Trump on a few things, but you know, you know a man by his enemies. Trump has, you know, pretty much everyone who hates him. They're, you know, the exact people I've been fighting against for a long time. But, you know, some, but the price of freedom is, you know, there might be people on there saying things that you don't like. And, you know, I don't want to censor anybody else because I don't want to be censored. I mean, I've already been censored. You guys have been censored. And, uh, and really it's taken, it's taken a toll because, you know, I don't want to waste my time posting on Facebook if, you know, I've, I've got to bust my ass just to reach, you know, 2,000 people or I've got to pay $100 for everyone who's following me just to see what I'm writing. It's complete BS. So, uh, you know, for the price of free, you know, the freedom, you know, it could be dangerous. And, uh, you know, it would be the reputational scores and, and you could have competing blockchains on these platforms a little, a little bit complicated to explain. and still in its infancy, hey, but it's Ma- coming. Michael, Michael
2: okay. I know you want to speak, Michael, I know you want to speak on this, but Dan, I think, uh dan can you stick around for a few more minutes because i only want to spend a few more minutes on this segment and then i want to get to the vegas i want to get to a few conspiracy things um is
1: that okay dan can okay, i it's already late it's a quarter a quarter of midnight so uh, i'll stay around for a few minutes but i really do have to go after that
2: okay but go ahead michael doherty you want to this is on be
1: really question. brief i say look
0: MySpace was first. That's true, but, but but these are early adopter time, and and the biggest market was a market of people that at that point were not participating, and and regardless what it's going to take now is the, is the bigger the market, the more you don't have to dumb down the product, and and that's the the, the main point, and I you know these these subspecialties are great, but they're still divide and conquer, so. I, I agree. There's alternatives, and and you have to start someplace. But that's at this point, um, there is there is a purpose for anti, uh, you know, anti. Um, well, what's the word? Why well, am I drawing until blank? Because it's so late. <laughs> Dan, what, <laughs> uh, what? What am I thinking? Antitrust. Anyway, anyway, um, when they're splitting things up because of size, what is that? Time in. What is yeah, the word? antitrust it draws. okay, it is interesting. all right. Anyway, so, I mean, I, I agree with all these things, but as long as the masses are going to be asses and are, are not going to be uh, demanding their freedom and are going to, you know, whistle past the graveyard, then, you know, we are the early adopters and we the one that cr- created it. But then it's going to replace anything en masse. is going to have to be dumbed down and pretty simple and pretty slide in and and that will exist don't get me wrong but i think antitrust is 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 the big it's going to be the fastest knife i just i think it is yeah. that's all
6: so. uh, uh josh go ahead tim stay in the line uh, now. you know yeah here's the thing honestly i could go on for days I, i'd like to shift topics so we could talk with dan before he has to go just because i want to value his time Okay, that
2: that sounds great. Um, here, here's what – Valerie, did you have another question about this?
5: No, it's all right. Let's be can to move on.
2: Valerie, if you have a quick question, go ahead.
5: No, no, I'm okay.
2: Okay. So here's what I want to get to. You know, real quick, um, you know, this isn't the big thing I wanted to get to, but real quick I want to talk briefly about how Lisa Page's testimony – on the text contradict what Peter, Peter Stork's statements were, uh, which is kind of very, I mean, it's very disturbing. Uh, it just goes to show, which we knew all along, uh, the dishonesty, the corruption, uh, and the just the total um, behind-the-back, behind-the-scenes uh, complete, um, you know, just all the secrets. I mean, all the things that, I imagine they would have got away with it if Hillary Clinton would have one. I mean, but it doesn't the fact that their statements don't contradict uh, you know, that's not a good sign. I mean, I see legal I see big legal problems coming.
1: Well, the uh the issue here is is well, stuck and paid uh were were lovers and cohorts. In the relationship, it appears, based on the text messages, he was the dominant force of the two in the relationship. She was a supporter, but he seemed to control the relationship and the demeanor. What we don't know is he had a very senior position with the FBI but we don't know how much he infected other people with similar uh, rhetoric and, uh, and admonitions against Donald Trump. Now, in 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 the Inspector General's report, uh, I bring you back to your attention that the Inspector General named Strzok and four other FBI officials, but he did not name them by name. So he knows who they are, but for some reason he chose not to name them. I don't understand why, uh, if he felt that they were in the same camp. What we don't know is how pervasive was it—just at the leadership level, or are there—is it much deeper than what we really believe or what we understand and know about how much the 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 deep state was in charge of the FBI and the Justice Department and. I don't know how we do that with, as I said earlier in the program, with the current attorney general we have. If we had a different, more aggressive attorney general, we might get a totally different outcome.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, you're so so, so he, he, ahead, these, I mean, I, I, I agree with this, but I think it, it's good another greater point is, is you know, we, we're trying to uh, play innocent until proven guilty with these people. And, and that's to their offensive advantage. Uh, you know, we can talk what we know. This isn't a court of law right now by how they're acting. And I'm always big on, on watching what people do and not listen to what they say. And what's terrifying is this intelligence community is a culture in and of its own. It always has been. They think they run the show, and they've never, ever, ever been pushed before. And and you see Comey and the Clintons and Clapper and all of them, the way they all, they work like a silent, you know, machine together, and there's been a major break in the operation. So now they're in survival mode, and, and all they do is throw trash cans in front of everybody and put you in circle and confuse, which is what they do. So it takes someone like Nunes, right, or it used to take someone like Isa. So then what do they do? They're, now they're just kicking the whole thing to the 2018 election. They want to shoot the investigators, and so, you know, so you have Comey coming out in USA Today to date saying everyone should be voting Democrat. I mean, it, it's they're exactly. exploiting the You're ignorance just- of the masses, but believe me, they're bad. And they, will, they're, they are never held accountable, and this, this is a dangerous group of people. Uh, this is exactly what the founders wanted to separate, and we have to figure out, you know, I mean, this thing's always been rogue and crazy for a century. Uh, and, and I don't know how we're going to get people awake up to actually get these be on the right track. Because I'll tell you, the last thing I'll say is, the rank and file, well, they always try to be politically correct and say the rank and file really are the good people. It is true. These people people at the top did not climb up from the bottom. These are law school cronies that have been politicos that all worked together over a long time. They're a club, and they won't break their, you know, mafia-type commitments to each other because there's strength in everyone sort of drinking the Kool-Aid and pulling the code. And, uh, you know, (laughs) the more we wise up – but this is one big beast that's been going on a long time. It's not going to get solved in even one
1: term. Right,
0: right. Gianni, go ahead.
1: I agree. Oh,
2: well, Dan, you had something else to say?
1: I just said I need to. I need to say goodbye. That's what I got to say. Okay. Um, I do. I thank you okay. for having me on.
2: Absolutely, and Dan, anything you want to promote, uh, uh, please go ahead. Uh, your website, your books.
1: Yeah, go to go to the website danperkins.guru, and you'll find everything you need to know about books and radios and television and commentary it's all there danperkins.guru roy thanks for having me on again and you'll be
2: uh, joining uh, my media uh, new media company the next gen usa we're excited to have you on uh there and we'll be having a lot of big people associated with the site. So it's uh, it's coming along very well. And we're almost done with it uh very soon. Probably uh the end of this week or early next week I just uh had to do a lot of extra uh, work on the uh the technology side of it so there's a little there was a little bit of a uh hold up but
1: now it's all taken care of. Good. Thank you, sir. Look we'll look forward to Absolutely. talking to you again soon.
2: All right, take care Dan. You have a great night. God bless. Thank you for coming on.
1: Cheers. You're welcome.
2: I do want to – I do want Michael, you know what I want to get into is and, – and here's a big thing. Um, for, first of all, Josh or Gianni, I want – or Val – go ahead, Josh, first with your thoughts on, on what we were talking about. And then I want to get into another segment. And I'll, I'll get to other the other two,
6: Gianni and Valerie, before I go to the next segment. Go ahead.
9: It, you know –
6: Boy, it's, it's, it's the same old kind of thing that we're dealing with, especially with all this FBI garbage. It's, I've almost started to throw up. It's, it's starting to get to a point where it's like how much in, you know, uh, how, how deep does this go of this corruption? And, you know, how he was talking about how these people don't come from the bottom and go to the top. Boy, is that true. Uh, you know, the lowest that these people go is where they graduated law school from. And you know they immediately jump most most of the people that you know are could possibly be in those jobs that maybe are more qualified for those jobs um, with experience wise obviously I don't know how we I don't know how we beat that because that's a system we've we've built with you know you go to law school and everybody wants to hire you but um, I think it I think it is a real a real problem within the FBI and within within politics in general is that it yeah. it matters more about the degree that you have and where it came from and, and less about, you know, what you, what you can actually bring to making our country a better place or helping the problems, you know, or, or even doing your job well. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I see that as a problem, and I, I think it has something to do with the swamp that's been built up. It, 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 we're not putting, quali- you know, quality people there. We're putting qualified people there and qualified right. as per the state.
8: Yeah,
2: yeah. What you what you doesn't always mean good. <laughs> um, Gianni, go ahead.
8: Yeah, like I, I mean, I agree. He said it's. It, it, there's an old saying. It's not what you know. It's who you know. I mean, to me, yeah. that's the whole premise of you know whether it's Hollywood, uh, whether it's government. I mean, you look at the Bush dynasty. You know, you look at all this stuff, and it's like. They don't want to hire people, like he said, that will make the country great. They just want to hire people. Oh, my gosh, you went to Harvard. I went there, too. I mean, every. I mean, I don't yeah, care what party exactly. you are. Yep. Every right. law right. school, like Harvard, I guarantee you, a lot of politicians went to Harvard. It's I mean, not what it used do. to be.
2: Harvard is not what it used it, to be. It's yeah. Not,
8: it, it's not what yeah. it used to be. And it's like now I really fear that even we always had that it's not what you know, it who you know. It was a, literally a good thing back then, but now it's like with the stuff that's going on on college campuses now, that would be horrible if if friends are hiring each other with the liberal uh understanding today, it, which is horrible. And I really fear for the government, and I'm really uh, praying about 20, you know uh, 2020 like that's one big thing where I'm like, you know, we look back and you look at when we were when Obama first got elected. And that's when you right. saw the Tea Party rise. And it was like, right. all right, we got to keep building and building and building. And we finally came back with a full force of the new party you know, for 2016. Now you see the Democrats, they're like, all right, this moderate stuff isn't working. This is bullshit. So guess what? Let's go further to the left with the socialist agenda. So I really fear that they're building something with their we. Socialist Democrats are basically The Tea Party of when Obama won Basically And we better fight hard as hell To take the party back Because if we don't They're going to come with the It's not what you know It's who you know And they're going to start hiring each other So I really believe that We need to focus on that
2: And there's a new report out today That Chicago is the first major city That's going to be testing Universal basic income Which is Oh my god This is turning into It's socialist I mean Socialism,
6: communism, Socialism, period. That is directly from the books, book of Marx. That is Marxism. Yep. That's Marxism. And, of, and, what, I mean, and of course it's
2: going to come from Chicago, of course. Um, but, Valerie, I want to get your thoughts, and then we're going to move on to uh, some conspiracy theories and the whole Vegas shooting, some stuff. I want Doherty to uh, really get in on with me.
5: I just – I've. Just been listening, and I'm concerned about, like you said, how far the other side is going left. That you know, New York just uh, just elected this 28 year old woman. uh, Gianni, you know her.
2: Gianni, tell tell the story. You grew up with her, Gianni, the the socialist that just won in New York, Alexandria Cortez.
8: Yeah, my sister uh, grew up with her, and I used she used to come over the house, and you know she was very you know smart girl when it comes to education, not knowledge obviously. Um, and you know she's, for from, from me knowing her personally, she's a nice girl. She's a very nice person, you know. But I really, I don't know how like because you know we usually think of socialist people, we think they know what they're doing. They're evil. They're corrupt. They're money hungry. You know, we think of that, and I just don't know how to judge her because, like, I know her so well when it comes to her as a person. And it's like, how how could she be, you know, a socialist? Gianni, i talked to her.
6: Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Johnny. I'll say something after. Go ahead, Johnny.
8: Yeah, so I was saying, you know, like, I really, I, I've talked to her. I've already talked to her. I've talked to my sister, and she knows I'm a Trump supporter. You know, she's mad at me about that. Um, And she really believes that she has a heart That she wants to change New York City And you know how the poverty rate Is going higher and higher And I'm telling her It's because of socialism I was like do you not understand that And I'm trying to push it through her head And we're back arguing and arguing and arguing over again You know and I just don't know How to get it through through her skull I mean we disagree I love her to death She's a great person But her ideology is just fucked up to be honest
5: (laughs) I'm just being
2: honest Right.
9: Yeah. I, I continue, Val. Oh, just, Josh,
5: I'm go ahead. Oh, Valerie, Valerie, and then Josh. Sorry. <laughs> I'm concerned about her popularity because the things that come out of her mouth in many cases are just not even correct. I mean, they're not factually correct, and Remember what you she really does Today. Yeah, that was completely wrong, and the and the the. Um, yeah, I, well, there were several things that she said that I, I was just very concerned that said, New Yorkers are voting for Capitalism
2: will not, capitalism will not always be there. Of course, it fucking will be.
5: Who are these
2: people, N- Nimrod?
5: Exactly.
9: <laughs>
6: um, but yeah, but that. Go ahead, Josh. And then I'm getting the door. Yeah, you so need to talk. Yeah, and Gianni, I'll I'll tell you how you deal with this. She seems like someone actually – I even I'll say this. She seems super, super nice, and I understand why she won that primary. But guess what? This is how you deal with her. You deal with her, and this is the way you guys think about it in your head. And you, and you don't have to be mean about this, but in your head, she's trying to steal your money. She thinks she's smarter than you, and she thinks you're so stupid that you don't know what's best <laughs> for yourself. So she needs to take your money and do with it. what That's what socialism is. You're stupid. You don't know the best thing to do with your money. I'm going to take it because I'm smarter than you, and I'm going to help you out. That, that's what socialism is. So I, 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 she seems very nice. I know you grew up with her, but she is a thief, and she's trying to steal my money, and I'll stand by that. I'll say that to any socialist. Alexandria Agree. Cortez. What what a
2: nut. Um Doherty, unless you have anything unless you have anything to say about Alexandria Cortez real quick, I do want to get to uh some of the Vegas stuff and uh other, no, other so is be. Merry
0: Christ she's Merry Christmas to the right because she she's the poster child of ignorant young people she's who the don't
2: understand she's a face of the democratic party Amen. she's, no, she's face a face of the democratic well Amen. i mean she's a gift
0: but and so the more i mean look there's even it is what it is i mean it it it's a gift but listen, got no bench <laughs> They've got no bench. They've got no depth. They've got no platform. So that's a wounded animal, and wounded animals are dangerous. And and the, the best thing that happened about this is who she took out because it freaks out the Democratic leadership. Because I've I've worked with both the left and the right in Congress. Let me tell you something. The left, regardless of their reputation, is the bullying, bullying crowd by far of their own. Yep. yep. You, you do not – Republicans tend to be – Outsiders from privates, the private sector who have lived in the real world much of their lives. The Democrats are always going to be out of academia or law, or and, and, right. you know, or some sort of political class or some wealthy family, and they they have no sense of reality, so they believe their own theory and BS. And so, yes. they, because of that, they're much more subject to just being powered in place and bullied, and, and that's why Nancy Pelosi is one. They know bigger bully in the last 20 years than Nancy Pelosi, period. Well, so, anyway, well, that's well the whole said, thing. So, believe me, she's done a lot of good damage, and she won't be around long. We, we, <laughs> we do,
2: we do got to move, move on segments. Um, if anybody has anything to say about this last thing, you got five seconds. We got to move on segments, time frame. Uh, and, okay. and, and well, I just wanted to
7: point out that, him? She was, that she actually graduated with an economics degree. And part of the problem with the economics majors today is all they teach you in school is something called Keynesian economics. And whether you're a Republican or
9: Democrat, you're
7: on one sort of a spectrum of, Keen- of Keynesian She's all the way through one side. But even Republicans are still Keynesians. And there's another branch called Austrian economics. That's a whole other discussion you want to know now, That a table discussion
0: for today. Yeah. Notice we didn't discuss any expert on American history at the founding father of the Constitution. <laughs> so yeah. So it's like one big smile with two fat missing teeth.
2: <laughs> and so, see, here, my, so Doherty, he, everybody. Here's yeah. what I want really want to get into Here's what I really want to get into, which is is baffling and shocking. So we now have the Mandalay Bay owners suing. The 1,000 victims of the Las Vegas mass shooting. Are you – and now they're trying to sue them, and they're trying to take this to a – they want to get this out of the state court. They don't want – they want to get this into a a, a federal court um, because they think they would have a better chance, which isn't the – isn't necessarily the case. But what's your whole thoughts on this, Doherty? You're a national security expert.
0: Well, I actually, I actually uh, have a second home in Vegas at City Center that's owned by MGM and Run. And they're a big corporation like any big corporation. Now, it's Vegas, which is an extreme culture that uh, that really isn't that empathetic. Uh, you know, it is it – is, uh, You know, it's completely tone-deaf. It's a business. It's utterly tone-deaf, and here's the scary part about it. If they get away with it, other people will try to to pull the same stuff. The outrage is already building. It's it's absolutely insane. But um, it's a business to them, and they're trying to protect themselves, and they have a lot of power in that town, which is probably exactly why there's no way that uh, we can get enough information. I kind of like a lawsuit because there's discovery, and we have to have someone else parachute in and, and counter sue and that's what should happen right here. But, uh, you know, between the sheriff's department and the, the lousy media and everyone being in the bag with each other in Vegas, what do you think the mafia ran that town for so long? And then we have Harry Reid, who would never have been senator if it wasn't for Clark County. There's a whole lot of reasons. This is just like a – it's, kind of, it's a, just a, another big, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, n- symptom of, of the real problem in that town. You don't
3: think that was set up around? by the
2: American – you don't think that was set up by the American government? No. For gun control, gun control awareness?
5: Vegas? No.
8: No. I don't believe that. Tim, what do you uh, think? You know,
7: a, lot of, uh, a lot of things that are told. Okay. Speak, Sorry, speak up. I'm we can't sure. hear you very well. Speak up a little bit. Sorry. Man. One of our good friends is at Ponsor in Vegas and was about a quarter mile away from that when it happened. He
9: some friends who were working for that
7: night. And uh, the official story does not seem like it has a whatsoever. Uh, you know, there there were some pretty outrageous theories of what was going on that the guy was really like armed and It was, like a CIA thing gone bad and they wanted to frame uh you know gun so, you know there's a lot of uh a lot of already forgot about this case, but you know notice how, you know, once uh you know the light started being shed on this that they immediately, you know, kind of dropped it. So yeah, I think that, that was, that's what I it's just that they didn't make an all-out assault from the guns because I think that they were somehow caught up because it looked like the guy in the paddock was like a guy a in and as he's done running thing for that, uh, the different Muslims and the whole thing went wrong. Uh, and, you know, if you look at the sheriff, uh, it looks like he's terrified whenever he's talking. And I, I just know from a friend who's a announcer uh, out there that it's, 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 we're being told that it's the right story. story him. also was the there's a video. I don't know if you have seen a video of uh, what looks like Mohammed Solomon, the new uh, crown prince of Egypt, or son of man who was at, um, it was the, the flamingo and there's Joe him being like escorted out. Like, and there's like six guys with uh, air 15s like surrounding him, like in a like a D-shaped pattern uh, as they're clearing him out. And he's dressed like a normal person, but uh, part of the, another theory was that were going that, that was going to hit Mohammed and if you notice, like, who owns the top floor of the Mandalay, it's actually Four Seasons. And then the owner of Seasons it, is... Okay, sorry. Yeah, this, the, the owner of Four Seasons is uh, the, uh, Bin Talib. And then what you, what you realized right after that was uh, you had to that on Twitter. And then you had that whole, like, purge
9: happen in Saudi Arabia. So it's just...
7: I don't think we're to told the real story, you know, I haven't started a ton of time on it in you know, a while, but I just don't believe the, the story. Could, uh, is, it, is it just me or
2: was Tim cutting out? I couldn't well, hear I it basically couldn't
0: understand a word. I, I don't know I what's up with hear, the phone, but I knew but I, I knew he was talking. I didn't know what he was saying. Answer, yeah, I, I
5: could, have a real got, quick um, observation. Yeah. Uh, real quick. Um, I think that this set the precedent, hopefully, for better security for any kind of concert or large group because these, these little girls down at this concert were sitting ducks because there was no way that any security agency could keep them safe given the way that it was set up. And I right. think that this is, a, this is a lesson for Mandalay Bay, but it's a lesson for all organizations that um, have large events but they have to put security first before they put these people into these, you know, sitting duck situations.
2: Hey, hey Gianni, what's your thoughts?
8: And then
5: Josh. Say
2: again
8: say the whole thing. Again. We didn't catch it.
2: What, what's your thoughts on this whole? Well, well, Josh, you know what we're talking about. Go ahead, Josh.
6: Yeah, and Gianni, you'll you'll figure out from uh, what I'm saying here. Basically, uh. G- rory I, I i appreciate people like you that like the uh you know conspiracy theories because I think we need y'all in culture to get oh. us you know to to tell the real stories but oh, I geez. don't think there's well, any. On, i don't think there's any i don't think there's any underlying stuff with a more than one know. shooter I, man I, but you know what am i sp- i wasn't okay. there i can't say that okay that's the way I think well, about yeah. it i don't know.
8: Here's, well, here's my thing. I don't. I I'm just not into conspiracy theorists and the Alex Jones concern. I'm not into that. I just well, it, I, it just seems like it's just like it's just so much to do, you know, to in order to pass. And they Jones. say it's the like, guy had so,
2: t- now they say the guy had ties to ISIS. I mean, there's different things that have came out, and well, they've I been mean, very they've been very quiet not, about it though. Like they don't like, and that's a, that's a real. Yeah, uh, that and the same thing with Parkland. I mean, the fact that they they don't want to show facts and evidence, and they're so suspicious, they're they're acting so suspicious. It, it draws a sign, and it, and it makes people wonder. You know,
8: I mean, I understand what you're saying about the whole government setup and you know things of that nature, but I just can't see the government like, hey, let's get this guy, and you know, let's try to pass gun control, and they're passing these. They're what do, do you get, think, oh, Doherty? Like go and kill 50 people. I just can't see that happening, uh, to be honest. Doherty, Doherty, do you
2: believe in I, gun control? I, 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 think, I
0: think that MGM, Real I quick. think MGM.
2: Do you think, do you believe in gun control government setups? You don't think the government has ever no. done one of these? I mean, come on, man. No, no, don't, no, 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 come, come on. Capable of?
0: Okay, let me just tell you what I'm, let me just say it. Okay, I, I just can't make that leap, okay? Sorry. Okay, and believe me, I fight the feds, and there's a lot of things I believe in.
2: Can you admit admit to me real quick? I
0: can admit anything's possible, but I'm going to deal with what I see. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying.
2: No, real quick, can you admit that there are facts that don't add up in these scenarios to Parkland and the Vegas shooting? Well, of course, which is why I don't come to a conclusion.
0: I mean, if I'm right. given a, a, a puzzle that's thousand pieces and I'm only handed 300, I don't know what it says, but I can understand why is why am I not be given why am I not being given the other 700 pieces? Well, I'll tell you a few okay. reasons why I think are possible. One, it's MGM, they got money to friggin' burn. Two, it's yeah. Las Vegas Strip, money to friggin' burn. Three, yeah. it's Las Vegas, kind of corrupt. <laughs> Four. Um, You know, look, the MGM absolutely screwed up. That guy got that stuff up there over and over and over. And the security guards lumping around that place were complete losers. So, you know, the biggest problem to me is this happened in a public location, but via a private avenue. And MGM's got the right to shut their stuff down. So that's what they've done. And these okay. are not nice people. These are not bad people. But, you know, in and, and that town, you know, people own each other. It's a little clique. It's a little mini-mini D.C. And so well, someone's going to have to come in from the outside and do something tough, and, and we'll see. But uh, that doesn't mean that I think the government is sitting here trying to do some sort of gun thing. Look, it's really serious. Some people were killed. But the other problem is we got so much. The media is – is this is the absence of the media. The me, media would rather have sixty time. people we're dead time. than do Trump, Trump, Trump.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And My, Michael, we are we got we do got we do got to run. Um, I'm done. I, I do want to <laughs> I want to say a thank you to Michael, um, Doherty, everybody, and Michael, please advertise anything you have.
0: Oh, it's just the, devil inside the Beltway.com and the books at Amazon, audiobook, hardcover, softcover at Amazon and and uh, Barnes and Noble, The Devil Inside the Beltway.
2: Perfect. Michael Doherty, great friend of the show. We'll have you back on soon. As always, a pleasure. Uh, Thank you, man. God bless you. Thanks. Michael Doherty, everybody. Always a pleasure having him on. Um, I do want to make some announcements. Um, There is uh, Dennis Rodman announced today that he will be introducing Kanye West to Kim Jong-un which is just two two more, uh, you know, big-time names on the Trump train, uh, you know, going – I love it. I love that idea. I think it's great uh, Dennis Rodman's opening the door for all of this. Um, you know, what's scary – and we will talk about this more tomorrow, but Iran, Iran uranium stockpile soars to 950 tons, says nuclear chief. That is not safe. Not safe. Not safe. Um, A a few things, Trump's tightened labor market secures high-paying jobs for American retirees, which is huge. That is so pivotal. That was big news today. I'm so proud of that. Um, And we have a lot to get to tomorrow. Um, There's stuff I didn't get to today. We have a huge show tomorrow. I can't wait. Um, Gianni, uh, as always, buddy, if you have anything to share, please go ahead. Got five seconds to promote your stuff. Facebook, right?
8: Yeah, just follow me at Gianni Rodriguez-Paris, Gianni Rodriguez-Paris, Rodriguez with a Z. All right, my
2: co-host Gianni Rodriguez, always a pleasure, buddy. And uh,
8: Josh uh, Hellbody,
2: uh go ahead, buddy, promote anything you want.
6: Yeah, just follow me on Instagram at
2: J-O-S-H-H-L-A-B-A-T-Y. And, and uh, Valerie Greenfeld, go ahead.
5: You can find my book, uh, Backyard Jihad, at Amazon.com.
2: Excellent. And everybody, we will be back here tomorrow night uh, joining all of you. Uh, and you can please uh, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com. Again, that's TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com. You can visit T V. You can visit MakingChristianityGreatAgain.com. Again, that's MakingChristianityGreatAgain.com. Also visit GetYourAppBuilt.com. Again, that's GetYourAppBuilt.com. The next gen USA our brand new media company will be coming out uh, either at the end of this week or early next week um, very excited to share it with all of you um, and uh, I want to thank all my audience I want to thank my advertisers I want to thank my great guests tonight um, God bless all of you um, I'm Rory Sauter. Cheers everybody.